Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares. We are in chapter 24 of Core 52, and if you've been following along with us, you, you, uh, you, you know we're just at the halfway mark in Core 52. And this chapter is on predestination and election. I'm going to tell you something, I have never preached a sermon on that. When I told my son, my, my, the, he's, he's my favorite theologian, that I was going to be preaching on this, and did he have any, did he have any uh, recommendations for me? This is what he said, don't do it. <laughs> so in case you don't know, this is a, a subject that has gone uh, around the, the world, and, and, and theologians have argued about it for a lot of years, because there are two sides, and most people usually fall on one side or the other. And, and, and so as we look at this today, if you want to come to me afterwards with questions, I will be glad to answer what I can. If you want to argue about it, go away, okay? <laughs> I, I, I just refuse. I, I think if we would use our time that we've argued about this subject in sharing Jesus Christ with other people, we would have done a lot better with our time. So... Uh, <laughs> So, I'm going to start out with a real quick lesson on, on, uh, on, on predestination and free will. And, and when I say real quick, you'll be surprised how quick. And then we're going to get into one parable of Jesus that I think answers it for all of us. So, uh, real quickly, this is what I want to show you. A little chart's going to come up on the screen. And, and this is it. There's this guy named Calvin and a guy named Arminaeus. And, and Calvin believed that we are predestined. Everything that is kind of laid out for us and that God determines who's going to be saved and who isn't. Okay, the, the other guy, the Arminaeus, was actually a student of Calvin, okay? And, and this is what he determined. He said that we have free will to choose and, and, and that we, we do choose, in fact. We have a voice in it. So now, that there are two sides, and I will tell you, you can take the two sides to great extremes, uh, the one side is predestination. If you determine that God predetermines everything, let me tell you how that can play out. I had a guy that lived in the, in the campus ministry house that we had in Florida. He took $20 out of my desk, and this is what he said. I didn't have any choice because God had predestined that. I said, God is predestined that you not live here anymore either, Okay. So, you know, that, that, that's a, a problem with this is you can go all the way to attributing sin to God, which I think is totally wrong. And then on the free will side, you can get to the point where God isn't sovereign anymore. We're the ones in control. And I got to tell you, I can't go there because I know my God is in control. I know that he holds our, our future in his hands. So as we, we look at this today, I would tell you there are smart people on both sides. Okay. And, and, and I mean really smart people that, that fall on both sides. And, and if you want to know where I fall, somewhere in the middle, and it depends upon which day you talk to me, because I can see parts of both of those when I study God's Word. And I know that God's Word is bigger than any one, one verse, and what happens is when we study it in whole, 
you know what? It really opens up our, our lives and, and will help us see. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at one parable of Jesus. You're going to find it in Matthew 22. Matthew 22, and, and I believe that I would listen to Jesus before I would listen to any theologian. So, uh, I hope you agree with me there. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, so that's kind of what we're going to do. Sermon in a sentence is pretty simple. To be chosen, we must accept God's invitation. To be chosen, we must accept God's invitation. And, and, and this is what I want to start out with. I want to tell you this, that all are invited. Who's invited? all are invited. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Have you ever had a time when maybe you didn't get an invitation to something and your feelings were hurt? Anybody here with me? Okay. It may have been a birthday party. It may have been a lunch with some friends. It, you know, and I think we probably, if you have kids, we've all been upset because our kids weren't invited. Uh, invited to play on a team or are invited to something. So, so this idea of invitation is really important. And I want you to see this parable because there's this wedding feast that's going to be going on and, and there are some invitations that go out. So first thing you got to know is that all are invited. How, who's invited? Okay, all. And you got you to understand that. So the first thing is I want you to see the first and second invitations. The first and second invitations is, that it is found in verse 3 of Matthew 22. It says, he sent his servants to those who had been invited. There was a, a, a save the date that went out, okay? That's the best way I can say it. And in that time, they would go out and the servants would go and say, you're invited to this wedding. It's going to be in a couple of weeks. Okay, you're going to be invited to this wedding. It's going to be in a couple of weeks. You, you follow me? And then on the day of it, they would send out the servant, and the servant would go, it's ready. Get dressed and come on. You, you got that now, okay? That, that's how it worked back then. We send out a save the date. Then we send out a, a, an invitation, and then you just show up. But in that time, it was a little different. So he said, he sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. They didn't want to. Okay? That's the first and second invitations. Now there's going to be a third invitation that's sent, a third invitation, and we see that in verse 4. Then he sent some more servants and said, tell those who have been invited, they've been invited twice, okay, you got that? They've been invited twice that, have, that I have prepared my dinner. Okay, it's on the table, folks, get here. My oxen and my fatted cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. Who was he talking about here? He was talking about the Jewish people. They had been chosen by God to bring the Messiah into the earth. And so they were invited to this, to this great thing. But you know what happened? They didn't want to do it. They refused. Okay? They refused. That's where we end up right there. But the good news is, and, and, and I want you to see this, is that there is a new invitation that is sent out. A new invitation, and, and, and it's, a, it's a, an invitation that, that goes out, and it says, then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. Okay? He invited them, he invited them, and they said no, and then what did he say? They don't deserve to be there, okay? They did not deserve to come, so go into the streets and invite to the banquet anyone, anyone 
you can find. All are invited. Okay? Anyone. Anybody have a problem with that? Anyone? You know, there are those people sometimes that we might not like. I've actually had somebody tell me once they were sitting on this side of the building and somebody came in on that side of the building that had broken into their house and stolen some things and that anyone didn't make them real happy. Are you with me? Anyone. We might not be happy about that. We might say, anyone? Really? But that's what Jesus says. Go to the street. Go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone. Let's keep on going. I want you to see see another verse here. And it really is all are invited. And I want you to understand this. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find. The bad. The bad? I thought we were all good in here. Hmm. The bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with the guest. Anyone? All are invited. Even the bad. How can that be? Because whenever anyone comes to Jesus truly, and they give their lives to him completely, then he can begin to do a work in their lives. The light will shine in their lives. The Holy Spirit will work in their lives, and they will be changed. Matthew 11. Matthew 11, and, and, and it's kind of an interesting verse in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28. And, and Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29 kind of makes it pretty clear to us. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. All. It goes on to say in verse 30 there that my burden is light and easy. I like that, light and easy. But the point is, all, all, all are invited. And when we turn our noses up to somebody or we think that they could never be changed or we think that their sin is too great, you know what we do? We shortchange the invitation of God. I don't want to be there because he has invited all. Second thing I want to see you to see from this parable is that while all are invited, we can either accept or reject the invitation. You and I can accept or, or, or reject the invitation, and, and, and I want you to understand this. Anytime we get an invitation, what do we do? We look at it and say, do I want to go? Do I have anything else going on? Do I really like that person enough to go? Okay, let's be honest. That's what we say. Do I want to put myself out to go to that? Is it something, my question is, are they going to have good food? I take it some of y'all are thinking that too. Okay. So, so we have the right to either accept or reject the invitation. 
And in this story, that, that, that's what happened. And in fact, I want you to see in, in verse 5, uh, Matthew 22 and verse 5, it, what it says there about this is that, that, that it, it is pretty clear. He says, but they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants and mistreated them and killed them. They made a choice. They rejected the invitation. I want you to see two different types of rejection here. The first one is a passive one. And it says that they paid no attention. They went off to their business. They, they were busy. They, they, had, they, they had other things to do. Most of us are going to fall into that category. We just get too busy with the things of life. Don't have enough time, and we just don't pay attention. The second one is what I would call a hostile, a hostile or a violent rejection. It's aggressive and forceful. They actually grabbed the servants, mistreated them, and ultimately killed them. Now, if you read God's Word, you know that's what happened to Jesus. The religious leaders of that day rejected Him in a hostile way. Hmm. You see, you and I have the ability to accept the invitation or reject the invitation. All the way back in Deuteronomy, and, and, and this is in Deuteronomy 30, and, and I want you to see this because it, it is one of the verses that makes it so clear that, that, that we have a choice. It says, this day I call heaven, the heavens and, earth, and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curse. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. Now choose life. We have a choice to make. And not to make a choice is a passive rejection. Some people say, well, I'll get around to it someday. That's rejection. Some people say, well, I, I haven't rejected it. No, that's a rejection. If you haven't vocally said, I am with him and have changed your life, then that's rejection. Okay? We have that choice. Let's go to Joshua 24. And this is one you've heard before if you've been in the church very long. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You see, we must make a choice. We have a choice to make. And I, and I remind you that not choosing is rejection. Okay? We all are invited we have the right to accept or reject. And number three is that proper attire is acquired. Proper attire is acquire, required. I don't know if you guys know about Delta. Delta has this thing called Buddy Pass. It's something that employees get and they can share it with others. And if you get a Buddy Pass, that means you get to fly free. And uh, my son was coming to my, my mother's funeral, and he be, was up in, in Virginia doing some mission work. And when, when she died, we had to get him back. And one of our friends said, well, I'll give him one of my buddy passes. Stephen showed up at the airport in shorts and flip-flop. Now, if you're on a buddy pass, there is a dress code. 
And guess what? Shorts and flip-flops aren't a part of the dress code. You've you got to have on nice slacks. You've got to have on something that, that looks like... They don't want any bums flying free on Delta, okay? <laughs> That's the only way I know how to, how to say it. Okay, so fortunately for him, he had some nicer clothes that he could go and change into because proper attire was required. And that's the same way it is in the kingdom of God. There is a proper attire that is required for all of us. Uh, let's go ahead and read this next uh, set of scripture here. It says, but when the king came in to see the guest, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, my friend? The man was speechless. <laughs> he didn't know what to say at that point. He didn't think the king would notice. The king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ouch. Maybe he couldn't afford the clothes. Have you thought about that? There was no excuse. Can I tell you why? Because in that day, the king would have supplied the clothes. It would have been a gift as they came into the wedding, and they would have said, here, put this on. There was absolutely no excuse. I don't know if you guys got a, a, an invitation. I, I did, okay? Uh, an invitation to William and Kate's wedding. Okay, yeah. Uh, right down here in the corner, right down here in the corner, it says, uh, uh, dress. They, they, had a, they had a dress code for this wedding. Uniform, morning coat, or lounge suit. Okay? Doesn't sound too... I, 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 I've got an old uniform, okay? It's a softball uniform or soccer uniform, okay? Now, now just think about that. that, that idea of uniform. In that time, it would have been, it would have been a, a military uniform. For, for the, the wedding, you'll see, you'd see that there, a the, uh, military uniform, because that, that was the standard. I, I think the next one was the morning coat, okay? Now, that isn't the bathrobe that you drink coffee in, okay? The morning coat is actually tucks with tails, okay? And then there is the lounge suit, and the lounge suit is not a leisure suit, guys. How many of y'all remember those leisure suits? Oh, I hope they never come back. <laughs> there is nothing leisurely about them. But, but a lounge suit was just simply tucks without tails. You see, there, there was a dress code. Now, can I tell you what, 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 what William and Kate didn't do? They didn't supply those. They didn't supply those clothes for the people that would show up. But our king takes care of what we need to come to the Lamb's wedding feast. And I want you to hear this because this is so very important. I don't know about this guy. Maybe he, he snuck into the wedding thinking he looked just fine, okay? I, I can think that about myself. I can think that, hey, I, I'm doing just fine. But I want you to see what it says in Isaiah 64 and verse 6. Because Isaiah 64 has something to say about that. It says, all of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. At best, all my righteous acts are like filthy rags. Good enough. I'm not. I, I just am not good enough 
And I'm just going to tell you, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but neither are you. Okay? All have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. But I do have good news. Let's go on to Isaiah 61 now. Isaiah 61. For I delight greatly in the Lord, my soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with a garment of salvation, arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. He has clothed me in garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. I have been invited to the wedding. I can accept or reject it. And if I accept, guess what? My king supplies everything I need. That's good stuff. How? Let's go on to Galatians. Galatians says, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. All of you who have been baptized in Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. That's how it works. Now, I want you to know all of you were invited. Every single one of you are invited. God has predestined every single one of us to be with him forever, but we have a choice. We can go down the path that he has for us, or we can choose and reject what he has offered. But if we do, it's time that we put on the wedding clothes. The chosen folks, the chosen, the ones who are elected, are the ones who respond to the call. They're the ones who respond to the invitation. It's that clear. At the end of this parable, this is what it says, Matthew 22 and 14. says, for many are called, many are invited, many, many are encouraged to come, but few are chosen. Why are few chosen? Because they reject the invitation. My prayer is that there wouldn't be a single person that's in the sound of my voice that would ever reject the invitation. And that every single one of us would make sure that we put on the garments of salvation and be arrayed with righteousness because that comes from our King. We're not good enough. There's this, uh, there, there's this uh, uh, King Azar in Russia. His name was Ivan. Ivan. I, I like that. That's a good Russian name, isn't it? And this was back in the 1500s. And he got the name of being Ivan the Terrible. Ivan the Terrible, can I just tell you, it was terrible. He massacred lots of people. If you didn't like him, he would kill you. If you looked at him the wrong way, he, he, would, he would behead you. He, he, he murdered his own family because he was so insecure. His name was Ivan the Terrible for a good reason. As he was approaching death, this is what he decided to do. He decided to shave his head take the vows of a monk and dress in a monk's clothes. That's how he wanted to be buried. Ivan the Terrible should have probably been called Ivan the Stupid. Because there is only one way that you're going to get into heaven. And that's with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And we clothe ourselves with that by accepting the invitation 
we clothe ourselves with that by being washed in the waters of baptism. We say to the world, I'm with the king. I'm with the sovereign. I'm with the one who's in control. And so that's all I'm saying to you today is every single one of us has been invited. Every one of us. We have a choice. And if we choose the king, he'll supply all that we need. Father, I ask that you speak to us right now. Help us to know, help us to know in in our hearts that we are invited and that we accept what you offer. Father, I, I pray today that, that, that we can have the righteousness that comes from you. I pray that we can be arrayed with the garment of salvation, as it says in, in, in Isaiah. Father, I pray that, that, that we, Father, that, that, we, can, that, that we could um, be clothed with Christ through baptism. Father, help us never to forget that we're invited, that you've predestined a course for us, and that when we choose it, we choose it, Father, where you become the chosen ones. So speak to us today, Father. Help us. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we're going to be up front. If you have a decision to make, we're here. If you need prayer, we're here. This is what we want to do today. It's just a, you know, if you want to, if you want to be clothed with Jesus Christ, we are ready. We could baptize you this morning. And if you have a prayer need, if there's something that's going on in your life, uh, I hope you choose to lay them at the feet of the sovereign today. Let's stand. Let's sing. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at